welcome to episode 129 of Laps Gamer Radio. I am your host, Mark Hamer, and I am thoroughly enjoying season 8 of Game of Thrones, Don't At Me. Joining me tonight, Andy Piddy. Hello, and I have the opposite opinion of Mark. Some <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about that on another podcast because I've got a completely different tangent to go off on this one. And uh, joining us for the first time on the podcasts is the saltiest of dogs, Doug Saltire. Hello, how are you doing? And I have no opinions on Game of Thrones whatsoever, but Lucifer's been quite good. You muted certain words on Twitter so you didn't see the stuff I was tweeting at you. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I was just playing dumb. Okay, fair enough. I'm a nerd, um, I have to yeah. know things. Right, that's fair enough. Um, uh, I'm gonna, if if we can go off on a tangent for a moment, I just want to con- continue this theme that's been going on for the last few episodes of me having watched something terrible right before we watch, uh, before we record, and then having to rant about it. Go with um, No, last night I watched some kind of monster. <gasps> Doug, you must have seen it. I can't bring myself. I didn't have high opinions of Metallica to start with. I mean, I enjoy the music, no. but the, the people behind it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I watched a double bill of uh, Some Kind of Monster and Anvil, um, which is, Anvil's really nice. It's a, it's a, so Anvil, if anyone who doesn't know, um, it's a documentary about a metal band from the early 80s who were like a massive influence on Metallica and Slayer and, and Pantera and loads of bands from around that time. Um, and while those bands went on to sell, you know, millions of records and become very, very rich men, uh, Anvil kind of disappeared into obscurity, but carried on going. Uh, and the documentary picks up in the late 2000s, where the singers working delivering um, like Meals on Wheels and uh, the drummer was doing like decorating or something like that. But they're still going and they're like saving up their money to record a new album and whatnot. And it's really like heartfelt heartwarming documentary some kind of monster on the other hand is a self-indulgent wank fest um from the early 2000s when metallica were going through some problems because they couldn't get on very well and their bassist left because they were mean to him for ages and then they had an identity crisis so they decided to to fund because like they took they're going to this in the documentary like this wasn't like the record company's idea or anything like that they decided off their own back to make a documentary film about themselves um <laughs> And their search to reinvent themselves and to become a new metal band 10 years too late and find a new bassist and go through group therapy and, and whatnot. And I like like you, Doug, I didn't have the highest opinion of Metallica to start with. I've, I've always thought Lars Ulrich is an asshole and I didn't have a particularly high opinion of, of uh, James Hetfield either. It's kind of hard to hate Kurt Hammett. Yes, he, he's he just a sweetie. Wants- yeah, he just wants to surf and eat Hawaiian food and read comic books and play guitar, and he's just a nice guy. The other two are assholes, and this documentary made me hate them even more. Like, it's both of those films are, I'd say, perfectly watchable, even if you know nothing about those bands or indeed the genre of music. Um, but some kind of monster needs to be watched because it's like a real life spinal tap if spinal tap were horrible people instead of just being mildly entertaining so you say it's crap um, but you should we should watch crap when there's so much decent stuff out there. no no it's not crap it's not it's 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 kind of it's like um edutainment 
Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know how like it was like you know how uh, all like a lot of the characters in the office were deeply unlikable, but yeah. you watched it anyway. It's like that, but real life. <laughs> right about Metallica. Metallica are deeply unlikable people, but you can't help but watch this car crash happen. It's hilarious. <laughs> I had the same um, watching uh, Dirt because Motley Crue were very much my thing back in my right. influential years, and again the. the they're horrible people. They're, I mean, yeah. they've grown up now, but oh, to watch the movie and think, oh, you don't deserve to survive from death twice. <laughs> Why do you <laughs> no. get that chance? I mean, I don't no. mean to be cruel. Obviously, everyone deserves to live. But yeah, that, I don't know if yeah. you've seen that movie. It's it's quite entertaining. I haven't. I'll have to get on that. Like, there's one particular scene in Some Kind of Monster where Lars Ulrich is showing how he's grown as a person while, by getting incredibly drunk at Christie's whilst he auctions off all of his expensive artwork that he's accumulated over the years and they're selling for millions of dollars and it shows how he's grown as a person because he's willing to let go of all these pieces of art that he's bought over the years and make a massive profit on them at the same time. I don't fully understand what the point of that whole section of the film was. It shows how like, completely lacking in self awareness they are. Oh, massively, massively. Like as uh, like uh, we're both fans of a podcast called uh, Podmits to Cast Night, where they talk about terrible albums and stuff like that. And as they talked about numerous times on that, like Metallica became millionaires when they were like in their late teens, early twenties, and then never grew up. Um, and so they're just pricks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. To draw a comparison, did you watch Supersonic, the one about Oasis? Oh, I've seen that. No, yeah. but I, I've, I, 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 I know I need to watch it, but I never liked Oasis. I always thought they were pricks. Well, the interesting I thing was... is seeing how one. Well, actually, it's very similar to the Bros documentary. One grows yeah. up, and the other doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll leave it to the listeners to guess which yeah. way that. Oh, it's very good, though. Well, I don't it know. Coinc- coincidentally, the one with the talent is the one that grows up. I know. Yeah, well, you say that, but then, but then every now and then he gives his opinion on the state of modern music and other bands, and then goes off on a tirade on Twitter, and I just hate him. Like his his uh, his opinion of entire. We're talking about Noel, I presume, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, yeah. His opinion of entire genres of music is just completely dismissive. <laughs> Yeah, and that's fine, because we don't have to pay any attention to him whatsoever. Yeah. And I think he, no. at his heart of heart, it comes across that he knows that, yeah. and he knows he's goading people, and it's a character. What I like is mm. that he knows that he goes in that studio, does whatever he wants, yeah. enjoys it, whereas his brother's got to pay him all the royalties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. true. But, uh, yeah, the Bross documentary, I surprisingly liked a lot more than I thought. Mm. It's cringy, very much like The Office, but uh, mm. I, I should now watch some kind of monster. Oh, uh, you really, really should! Like it's hilarious. Yeah, watch, watch it and then listen to the Pod Minister Cast Night episode. Oh, about I've, it, I've listened so. to that. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, kill me. It's so much worse than they than they describe it in that in that podcast. You, it comes oh, across it's, that it's, it's, it's almost like kicking their childhood selves. You go, you're idiots for liking these people. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, anyone who's well, most people who are into metal of like at least my age uh, and slightly older um, will have gone through a phase of really liking Metallica, yep. uh, and then you realise that no, they were always bad. 
Like, first four albums were pretty good. And then you find out that, like, all the stuff that was good about the first four albums were all written by Dave Mustaine before they kicked him out <laughs> yeah. of the band. Uh, and then everything after that was just terrible. And they became the biggest metal band in the world and never deserved to be. Yes. Uh, and never grew as people. Uh, shall we talk about video games? Because that's ostensibly why we're here, I think. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got I've got a, a little rant to go on about video games, so I, I'll let someone else go first. Oh. Andy. Okay. Um, only two games. <laughs> only two games. Um, completely the okay. sexy brutal or brutal. It's brutal. brutal it I think. Brutal. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I think I think it's brutal. I don't know. Oh, someone will let me know anyway. Um, yeah, completed that the puzzle game where you sort of have to go back in time. Um, and find out who, uh, well, not find out, but stop the killer killing these characters. Um, each day lasts about nine minutes, and I've talked about it before on the pod. But each day lasts about nine minutes, so you have to be really quick looking for clues, or you just use a guy like I did, getting through even quicker. Because I just got some of the clues are very obtuse, and I just sometimes puzzle games just like I just want to play through the story rather than do the puzzles and so yeah people I just use a guide especially towards the end when you have to do this go back in time go down to another room go to this do that it's just like really complicated the game itself is really good um, whereas mm-hmm. you know, like I said each time you play each day lasts nine minutes and you do have the option of ex- shortening the day so instead of starting at 12 midday, you can start at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So you don't ha- if you're waiting for a person to go into a certain room, then at, f- say, 5 o'clock, you can start at 4 o'clock. So you don't have to wait and wander around for those four hours. I mean, it's only about two minutes or so. It's not long. But, um, yeah, the game, about six hours long. Doesn't outstay its welcome. Really good. Highly recommended. Ideal for a lapsed gamer. Anyone, if you're truly mm. lapsed, use a guide. But, um, yes. Yeah, but really highly recommended. Um, the soundtrack's really good as well. So, is it just like a point-and-click adventure game? No, it's not a point-and-click. It's a right. It's it's on. Um, it's done like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics um, on mm. a, like a 3D type of world and like a square based thing where you want so is it turn based then no it's not turn based that's the thing but you can um go into rooms and you can click um or press x essentially on say, mm. certain items like pictures documents um wander around if you go into certain rooms with characters there you have to wait until they leave um so it's freeform. You're just wandering around this um, mansion and casino, looking for clues mm. and stopping the murder of these characters. And each time you stop a murder, you progress to the next level, and you start from the next potential murder. That's all it is. So it's mm-hmm. done. In, it's in that quasi three D sort of looking of it, and you get. And you improve as you get as you play along. So every time you save a character, you gain their abilities. So you might get um, better hearing. So 
mm-hmm. whereas he can spy um, into the rooms and they're typing a code into a door which you initially you can't hear um, but later, if you get this super hearing you can hear what they're typing in because they mumble it so it appears mm-hmm. on the screen there's no voice acting as such it's just like text bubbles that appear um, the music is really good so it, it is a complicated type of thing where, where you have to be, make sure that you know I've sort of like searched everything so I can go back in time and figure out where you want to start and mm-hmm. if you've got to wait for these characters to appear because these characters do these uh, movements um, set movements and they'll go to these rooms at set times and you've just got to figure out when these characters enter these rooms at set times so one character might enter a room at 4.20 and you have to be there or outside the room at 4.20 to see if they've opened the secret door for example or to see if they're smoking a doobie am I right 4.20 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that game looks really interesting. I would like to pick it up at some point, but preferably on Switch. And it, yeah. at the moment, it's like twenty quid on Switch, and that's a little bit much. Um, I'll wait. I I'm proper stingy when it comes to games these days, so I'll wait until <laughs> it comes down in price a bit, and then and then uh, have a look at it. But. Um, I like a puzzler, uh, and I dig the style. So yeah, it's I think, and I heard nothing. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Like it was in plenty of people's like game of the year lists. Yeah. the year that it came out. So yeah, yeah, I only got it for about seven quid on physical on PS4. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it was good. Um, the other game I've been continuing playing is A Way Out. Um, now this I can this like I've talked about this before. So basic premise you are two guys well you play as one guy um, with another person playing the other guy um, playing a co-op adventure and it has to be co-op you can't do it single player um, and I've explained before whereas you can one person only has to own the game and the other person has to download the game but you can invite them to your game so essentially you're buying one copy of the game but you can split a cost or what whatever the case may be, whether it be digital or physical. Um, and you're playing, first of you're trying to escape this prison, and then I moved on to the fact that I'm searching for the this head huncher who betrayed me and betrayed my partner. So moving on. Um, just completed a certain level in the hospital, which was um, pretty good. It was really good. It was really, really good. Um, whereas... Before it was like um, previously in the game it was split screen, so whether you're playing it online or couch co-op, one person would all, you don't would always have one side of the screen, but you'd be able to see both. On the hospital level, it's um, you're escaping um, this the police, and it switches from person to person, and it does it on full screen. Switches so quickly, sometimes you get caught unawares, and if you don't get, and if you're not watching carefully, you might just be like, "Oh, fuck, shit, I, I better start running." And if you're not quick enough, you'll get caught by the police. But the camera switches and the way the action moves, um, really impressive by the director. Probably the most impressive bit of the game so far. Um, so far, we've done chasing after a guy from a construction site, 
that was quite a lot of fun. Apart from the fact when sometimes you fail, you're having to do this bit over and over again. But essentially, it's like a point-and-click adventure. You just progress through the story. It's not going to send you back hours. But it just it'll send you back to a checkpoint and you can just quickly progress. But mm. that's another game that I'm enjoying so far. You are playing uh, anything else at all? Um, that's about it. It's been like yeah. um, busy, busy, busy. That's fair. That's fair. Doug. Yes. I'm going to take three guesses. <laughs> you don't need I two. I need the one. No. <laughs> Still all Overwatch all the time. Ninety percent of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've, I'm now over level one thousand, which is ridiculous. Wow. The bed. Wow. I mean, I'm not very good. I'm still like gold, but it because I I play a lot of Overwatch. I'm a PC player. I did play it on the Xbox. There's a wonderful mm. video you edited of us chatting about this before. Um, uh, but I can't bring myself to play the competitive matches to shift me out of the ranking. I'll play the 10 placement matches, um, get my ranking, and then just keep playing quick play mm. in arcade. Um, and mm. I play that a lot. But there were some sales recently, and being a PC gamer, sales mean games are six, seven quid. So I, yeah. I caught up on some old games that everyone else enjoyed at the time and uh, then I upgraded my graphics card so I've been able to enjoy mm-hmm. ray tracing graphics of games that everyone played years ago All right. <laughs> yeah so okay so yeah I've so uh, what old games have you gone back to um, well uh, I I've started playing games that as soon as it annoys me as Andy was saying earlier about like puzzle games if they start mm-hmm. to annoy me I sack them off and dip back into my pile of shame so I just added uh, Watch Dogs 2 uh, Doom 2016 Assassin's Creed Odyssey oh wow and Tomb mm. Raider Shadow of oh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider um, so I'll oh, Max mm. Payne 3 so and I just spent the past few weeks skipping between them progressing each one um, and having a whale of a time because that's good okay I, well, I mean for all those games I didn't pay more than £25 in total so wow. it, so, you know, as much as you talk about being a cheapskate on your Switch, I'm not paying out for a console. Um, <laughs> I've got all these digital games, and I try to get them on good old games as well, so the DRM free. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a archive nerd as well. But um, no, the, uh, the standout game of that pile I just read was uh, Tomb Raider, um, which I finished. Um, really? Is, um, Sh- is Shadow you say Raider. Shadow? Yeah. Yeah, is that the second or the third in the that's series? The third, third. wasn't it? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's the one that everyone hates for some reason. Uh, and like, I know I've only played like the first maybe three hours of it, uh, and like I really liked it. Like, yeah. um, I was playing it on. Um, I've been playing it on Xbox One X, so I uh, had the option you can have it either play it in like 4K or 60 frames a second. Here's where Doug says he can do both. Um, <laughs> Not like Ken. I'd, I'd like the ray tracing. <laughs> um, so I, I just whacked up to, to, to 60, uh, and it still looks gorgeous, and it's just nice and smooth to play. Uh, but like, I'm really enjoying the setting of it, um, yep. and the gameplay seems to have advanced not substantially but just enough to push it on from the previous one um i don't know where the story goes or maybe there's a particular reason why everybody hates it but 
from what little I played, I don't understand. I think it's pretty good. I, I think it's absolutely it's an evolution, and I it, mm. it it tickles that itch that thing games like uh, Far Cry do for me. That mm-hmm. semi-open world. Well, it, Tomb Raider is quite open-worldy. Uh, you're, you're running around, crafting, killing things. You're leveling up. It's your choice of how you level up. Uh, yeah. Nothing's too challenging. You know, if you die, the checkpoints are quite good. Um, mm-hmm. And what I like about it, unlike, you know, we can talk about Ubisoft, um, is when I finished the game, I'd completed 74% of the achievements just by doing the odd side mission, doing the main story. And I thought, that's that's not bad. Whereas I know with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, as much as I've been enjoying it, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to have done 20% of the achievements or the collectibles. or, And I feel mm-hmm. like I'll have lost out, except... It's a beautiful looking game. And, yeah. and I will say that about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about P's and FPS and that. You put on ray tracing. My word, that looks gorgeous. Mm. You know, the screenshots don't do it justice. You watch the video and that is a gorgeous looking game. It doesn't need it because I think it is very nice anyway. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and some of the other games I've been playing are pixel based and, you know, blow the argument of P's out of the water, frankly. But uh, no, I really enjoyed Shadow of Tomb Raider. Um, Good. Yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, do, do you know why you stopped playing, or were you just distracted by New Shiny? I just no, it's not even New a New Shiny. I haven't haven't bought any New Shinies in ages. Um, it's just other games on the Game Pass. Right. Um, and uh, Codec momentum <laughs> stuff, but we'll come on to that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, did you say you've played some of Odyssey then? Yes, yeah, it's beautiful. All right. I'm, I'm not very far. You, you, well, <laughs> I finished that last month. Last month, before they decided to add a bonus for Assassin's Creed games on Codec Momentum. Uh, and uh, yeah, I put in something, I think it was just shy of 100 hours or just over 100 hours, maybe. I can't remember wow. exactly. Um, but I got dis- But I, you know, I had to hit. I had to get all of the sync points. I had to. I had to go and discover what every single question mark on the map was because my brain's broken and, and I'm not happy unless that stuff's done. And that map is huge, and I, I've barely done any of the activities that are on those different areas. Like there's, I've done. I don't know, maybe a quarter of the activities that are in the game, and it still took me a hundred hours to get through there. And I've gotten and and I, I've gotten to the ending. Uh, and seen the credits roll but that's not the ending because then there's stuff afterwards that involves going and doing some more questing and I I won't spoil it Um, but the the story gets very very odd at the end of that game as they usually do in Assassin's Creed games Um, and there's a whole bunch of extra stuff that I need to go and do uh, but I I just had to take a break from that game I, I... I've got a real like I'm I'm really liking this current trend or current trend these two games that they've put out set in the in the ancient world because I'm a big you know fan of I say fan of the ancient world I mean I've I've always been fascinated with the ancient oh, yeah. world I, and, I like the Spartans like, they're quite good <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna go there um, so I'll get yeah started. big fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, the, the Athenians weren't that great either. Like they had, they 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 had a, a, a you know um, 
democracy, but like only for certain people, and definitely not women, and not slaves, and you know, so and they were also imperialistic and um, conquering. It's just that the Spartans were much worse. None of them were great um, when you're thinking no. about it. No. I think we generally, as politics no. is showing us these days, old people and people in the past were dickheads. Do you know who were great at that time? The Persians. <laughs> you know the bad the bad guys from three hundred. Yes. Xerxes, um, is it? Yeah. Xerxes was actually a pretty chill dude. <laughs> and do you know what they didn't have in ancient Persia? They didn't have slavery or, because their religion forbade it. Or body butter. Uh or or, 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 or yeah, exactly. Um they didn't have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stop talking about history on this podcast. Um, yeah, I, that game is is incredible. Like, there's 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 just too much to do. Um, so as as long as you're not like broken like me and insist on having to do or find all of the side content and unlock all of the sync points and stuff like that, if you're just happy to just do the story, uh, you'll have to do some side quests because otherwise you'll be under leveled for stuff. Yeah. But if you're happy to just do the story, it's actually it's pretty good. Um, That's what I found with you, Tomb Raider. Me- you, there's no the leveling up doesn't stop you being able to progress. There's you don't have to grind. Mm. It just adds value to your playstyle. I, I enjoyed. That. Are you playing uh, as a Alexios or? Cassandra? Sorry, no, that was in uh, Shadow and Odyssey. Um, doesn't have Alexios, does it? No, no, no. I mean, like, sorry, in, in Odyssey, are you playing with uh, as uh, Alexios or Cassandra? Uh, Cassandra, I believe. Yeah, is good it? choice. Is that Odyssey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Sorry, I'm getting confused with yeah. uh, Origins, which is also beautiful. Yeah, it was, actually, yeah. Um, probably the better of the two games. But yeah, Are you anyway. played on PS4? Well, Origins, I, I was no. playing Origins on uh, Xbox One. Uh, Odyssey. Oh, no, oh, sorry. No, Origins I played on PS4, Odyssey I played on Xbox One. All uh, right, I was wondering, do the Xbox gives you, does it give you a percentage of the people completing the achievements, like the PS4 does? Uh, I think it does. I'd be interested to see how many people actually got to the end of that game. <laughs> Probably not that many. Well, this is it, because... It's a long old game. Well, this is it. Is it ever producing too much content? It's interesting to see sometimes when I play certain games, for example, a Lego game, you'll see percentage of people completing the first level is like 70%, but it mm. drops down to 50 for the second and 40, 30, 40, and so on. And sometimes when you get to about 25% of people are just completing the the end game. It's just interesting to see how many people would be completing, based on just on the Xbox itself, on the PS4, actually completing these games and in terms of just for story and then so the odyssey's end uh achievement has been unlocked by 24.58 percent of gamers that's not bad actually. so just under a quarter of people who played that game on xbox have actually reached the end of it which is more than i would have thought to be honest <laughs> but, but there you go um so, sorry, what else did you have in that? Did you say you have Doom in that list as well? Yeah, right? I was playing that uh, before the graphics upgrade and after. Mm. And yeah, it's a good run around shooter. I'm seeing yeah, like, videos mm. of people playing Rage 2 and it looks quite similar and different environment. That run and gun is mm. fun. Um, yeah. yeah. I should probably finish that game. I, I only just discovered the chainsaw and I think I'm about 90% through the game. The, the, the oh really? Oh okay. <laughs> the chainsaw is how you get uh, ammo, right? Is it? Like, yeah. You do oh, the, that would have been good to you know. Do the, yeah, the health. 
and health. Yeah, you get you get the health back from doing the um, fatality, rip and tear, or yeah. whatever they call them. Yeah, oh. the fatality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then using the chainsaw is how you get ammo. Yeah, so I've um, been skimping on the ammo. But... I've been playing like Metro game, <laughs> mm. but it's fun running, and the music's phenomenal. Oh my god, that soundtrack is yeah. incredible! I can't remember the guy's name. Um, he performed a couple of the tracks live at like the yeah. the video game awards a couple of years ago. He's an Australian guy, I think. Yes, yeah. And it's like super industrial and played on like a like a, a Meshuggah style eight string guitar, and it's just yeah. filthy and heavy and really really good. Yeah, they, Everything about that game is just great. Like I'm really looking forward to Doom Eternal. Is yes. that this year? I think so. Yeah. Ooh. I think so. Uh, I'm presuming they'll... Yeah, I think it is this Didn't they say last year at E3 that it was going to be this year? I can't remember. I can't keep up with these things. But yeah, I, I think it's this year. But um, I haven't actually finished Doom 2016 yet. <laughs> no, I got it twice. I, I got it on uh, PS4 and then they added it to Game Pass. So I've got it twice and I haven't finished it on either of them. <laughs> no, I got it cheap. Um, I'm not, a, to be honest, it's despite my retro creds i'm not that into mm-hmm. doom um back in the day i was no. playing very different games like civilization which i'm sure oh my man to... oh yeah you've not played you're not a retro game unless you've seen the sunrise while you're having one more turn and i <laughs> still do from time to time <laughs> oh i'm far too old for that nonsense now. Oh. uh no uh so no doom was good um uh, leads on to another game i've been playing because uh Doom and Quake, I kind of missed. Um, I got into Duke Nukem 3D, but I missed Quake because of oh. a wonderful 3D world called Descent. And I bought the other day um, a modern incarnation of that called Overload. Uh, right. Descent is a full 360 environment, uh, small spaceship in mines within planets. Um, there's no mm. gravity, so you can, there's no right way up. And it's mind blowing that. I was playing that all those years ago when Quake was announced as the true 3D first-person shooter. I was like, well, I've been flying around yeah. all over the place in this mind, loving it in fantastic multiplayer. Um, mm. And yeah, the, the modern incarnation called Overload was on is on sale on the Humble Store uh, for Steam and DRM-free. And it's gorgeous. Oh. So it's another mm. space mine shooter. Uh, it's just fantastic. It's a similar... The music's good. It's not as um, doomy as the Doom music. Um, but no, it's, it, that's been a really good fun game. Uh, that was 11 quid. It's 50% off right now. Um, mm. yeah, it's, it's great fun. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, that I was... remember playing that one on the PS1. Oh, Descent. yes. Yes. Yeah. It's the, those, those 3D graphics. You know, yeah. Um, n- not great now, but no. back then... It, it ran in software, so you didn't need a fancy graphics card, which meant you could run it at work. <clears throat> uh, and playing multiplayer with people who didn't know <laughs> up and down and seeing them flying into corners and you still getting to oh, shoot yeah. them. Yeah, that was good fun. But then, I did, mate. I did. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I did. yeah that, that was it. So I, I had a couple of friends at work who'd you know absolutely slaughter me in Doom 2. Um, and then I'd get them into Descent, and I had a trackball at the time, so I was scooting around and <laughs> destroying them. Uh, that was a, a cracking bit of good fun. Uh, mm. uh, what else was in that list, sorry? Uh, well, uh, Watch Dogs 2. Um, 
Oh, yeah, right. Okay, did you play the first Watch Dogs? I did, and then mm. when I realised that any police chase, you just go swim out to the middle of a lake and wait a couple of minutes. It's like, oh, this is stupid. And it's that's, yeah. that, I know that is hugely disrespectful to the game because it is bigger than that. But I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, no. It's not much bigger than that, to be <laughs> right. <honest>. But uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the, the premise. I loved the trailer, and I want those LED glasses. Yeah. Um, from Watch Dogs 2, um, and yeah. yeah, it's a fun Ubisoft game. Uh, yeah, Watch Dogs 1 was like that game that was like the promise of next gen. It's the Assassin's Creed it of the Assassin's of, series. Yeah, and then it kind of failed to deliver, and I didn't like the story, and I really didn't like the protagonist, no. and it was just took itself way too serious, and it was way too dour. So like... Watch Dogs 2 is way more upbeat and like it's still got some dark moments, but the characters are on the whole pretty likable. Yeah. Even that guy with the the LED glasses, yes. like the 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 mask dude, um, and it's a um, it's just it's just more fun and more free, and it's very very difficult. But you can play that entire game non lethally, which is how I try to play. It. It's how I try and play any stealth game, um, and the stealth is a bit wonky, and it's not really designed to be played that way. But you absolutely can. So I appreciate that. Uh, and I also really, despite it being like sort of music that I would never listen to usually, that Hudson Mohawk soundtrack. <laughs> Really, really good. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed. That. Like there are some killer tracks in that in uh, in that uh, in that game uh, during like certain set pieces and missions. I ended up going out and buying the soundtrack because I enjoyed it so much. Um, yeah, I was kind of taken by surprise by that because the first one had been so disappointing, and I ended up loving the second one. Yeah, well, a bit like Assassin's Creed. I, I won't write off a series because of one game. So you know, Unity mm-hmm. had its naysayers. I played it for a bit. It seemed fine. I didn't have the bugs that they were talking about, but it was just mm-hmm. too much, and I didn't care enough about the protagonist. And I think that was the same yeah. with Watch Dogs 1. Watch Dogs 2, I've enjoyed it. Unfortunately, things like um, Max Payne 3 and Tomb- Shadow of Tomb Raider have kind of got in the way of me getting into that. Yeah, uh, especially with Max Payne 3. That game is is absolutely fantastic a yeah, brilliant brilliant shooter the pacing yeah. was superb and i just watched mm. john wick too so i had great fun walking around because <laughs> i was john wick i'd shoot him in the kneecap yeah. and then shoot him in the head it's like yeah um again that was quite that's difficult a... to manage the bullets but it mm. was very worthwhile and that's another game that's got a killer soundtrack as well have you done the sequence in the airport yes i finished the game oh that that health track yes that plays during the airport sequence oh my god yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, yeah, Max uh, Payne 3 was was amazing. Is, I, I, the two things I like about hard games is uh, good checkpoints and good soundtrack. If, it, if yes. it will keep me entertained while I'm being rubbish mm. and not delaying me. I hate loading screens. And yeah. Especially if it's like, come on, just reset it. <laughs> um, but no, Max Payne 3, Let was, me tell it wasn't you quite Titanfall 2 with pacing, yeah. but it was a good story good length mm-hmm. and it didn't have a silly yeah. drug scene so no absolutely I interrupted you were going to say um, no it was just when you, when you were saying like you like a game with a, a good count soundtrack and, and uh, good checkpoints uh, then you should absolutely play Super Meat Boy because <laughs> 
that's <laughs> all that game is. It's just incredible soundtrack and well, like all of the levels in Super Meat Boy, like at tops, take about thirty seconds to complete, and the the respawn is instantaneous. Yeah, so you die, hard, start again. Oh yeah, 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 it's real hard. <laughs> like I've I've never f- like fully finished it um, because there's like loads of warp levels and and hidden secrets and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that game's good. Um, anything else? Well, I'm a PC gamer, so they're nice and cheap. So yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, just quickly, when you're saying about puzzle games, uh, I've played mm-hmm. Return of the Obra Dinn, and it's beautiful. Oh. It's a very clever art style, mm. uh, but I got a bit confused with the puzzles. And I'm at that stage you were saying, Andy, uh, I, I'm going to get a guide on my phone and yeah. play it alongside. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. you know, the fella knows how to write a game. Um, that that was a fantastic yeah. game, but I'm not clever enough for it yet. Um <laughs> and the other one I, I tried with my new graphics card was the Hellblade Senior Sacrifice, and I'm stuck in a level and I can't mm. get past it. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to let that one pass. Yeah, mm. some of the puzzles in in that one are a little bit. Well, it's it's not it's not the best at signposting no. what you're supposed to be doing. Really, um, that's not the reason why I stopped playing that game, though. I had to stop playing it because it was just upsetting. Yes. Like, especially playing with headphones on, uh, it just made me really uncomfortable and unsettled, and I just wasn't enjoying the... And I, I, I that's exactly what they were driving for. Yep. Uh, it just got a little bit too much for me to actually want to finish the game, which is a shame, because, like, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty solid action game, um, but then with some like you know really interesting puzzling thrown in there and it's a absolutely stunning as well oh, gorgeous I, for such a small team yeah. team they made a yeah gorgeous game it's just it's a bit um obtuse unsettling oh right uncomfortable yes. and yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, this, i know what you're saying about the sounds and the uh, headphones are mm. great you know playing with headphones are fantastic but uh, the loading was a bit slow and the puzzles were a bit confusing mm. but yeah. To counter that, uh, Ape Out it was a indie game. Oh yeah, smash <laughs> them up where you charge around, uh, shaking your screen as an ape breaking out of a, a science lab, <laughs> uh, and mm. the jazz drum soundtrack is so clever. That, uh, it, it's 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 generated as it's you're playing, procedural right? and it, responsive. Yeah, yeah, so clever. So it's like proper freeform jazz drumming. And shout out to the developer. I've, I've forgotten to make a note of him, but I played a beta. And uh, I I can get motion sickness playing games. Uh, the first portal, mm-hmm. I had to uh, take travel sickness pills to finish. It. <laughs> oh, no. um, and I mentioned that the screen shake was uh, jarring and making me queasy. And the fella put an option to turn it off. I was like, oh, I mean, I'm not saying that that was, you know, credited to me as an idea. Um, uh, but no, I like that kind of. That's what I love about indie developers. Um, they they do listen to the community, not in that kind of pandering way, um, but in a kind of caring and yeah, that's important. But the the mute, mm. the jazz drum soundtrack is so clever that I, I yeah. look forward to seeing that in some other games. Uh, yeah, that that game's very near the top of like a list of things that I want to play in the not too distant future because it just it looks like a kind of uh, I don't even know how you describe that art style, but it, the gameplay looks kind of reminiscent of uh, Hotline Miami yes. and I loved that game um, but 
with the I, I like the way that you they do it so in Hotline Miami you always knew at all times where everyone was because it was just top down you could see everything but in this I like the way how it's like um, your view around corners is obscured yes. because you wouldn't be able to see around corners normally um, and yeah the art style and that soundtrack it just looks bonkers um, and that's this sort of game that I really like uh, so it's definitely in the top of uh, list of things I want, but it did have a demo at one point, but I can't see it for now. But uh, yeah, the art mm. style's so clever. Um, mm. That the sort of fog of war, but it's actually no, that's just what you could see. Um, and yeah. the level, you learn the level as you play it. Again, great soundtrack. Loading times are really quick. It is brutal, but mm. you can learn it. You can learn its ways and learn how to defeat it. So, again, I haven't defeated it. I'm not that smart yet. I think I could, and I've got the patience for it. Yeah. Just seeing how much it is on Switch at the moment. £13. It's yeah. uh, not terrible. I got it half Don't price just... on Steam, um, and it's mm. £11 now. So, I, I again, I, <laughs> £10 is kind of my suck it and see range. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if it drops down to about a tenner, I'll probably pick it up. And like my my with this sort of game... Um, as it used to be with the Vita, my preference is to, yeah. to have it on a Switch just because then I can play handheld. But, like, yeah. Really interesting, really unique looking game. Like, so, I definitely want to play that. And the last game um, is a pixel based RPG uh, from Lazy Bear called so- Swag and Sorcery. Um, swag and sorcery. Swag and sorcery. sorcery. The, 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 okay. they, they created a game called Graveyard Keeper, which is a very clever uh, graveyard management sim um, with sort of supernatural elements. You've got this uh, mm-hmm. headless skull giving you advice, and that was really good fun. Swag and Sorcery is their next game. Um, it's really cheap, really good value. Um, uh, so it's a town builder RPG. Um, so, uh, you, you train up your hero, you can send him out into the magical forest and he'll go and get resources or he'll fight beasts and with mm-hmm. his winnings he can build up the town and it's such a clever uh, game. Um, it, it tapped into, going back to what I was saying earlier about civilization, it tapped into that, oh yeah, it's just oh, if I do this I can progress that bit, yeah, I'll do that. And you, it's, it's a clicker almost. Um, even the fighting is automatic. You say go out into the forest um, and your character will go out and he'll see a log, he'll chop it. He'll see a beast, he'll fight it. And at any oh. point you can say retreat so you can skip out before you die. Um, and then you can just go, you know, heal back up, send them back in. Um, it's got a cl- clever party system. Uh, so the, the your party go in a line through the forest. Uh, it says it's pixel side-scrolling, this, the battle bit. And so you, the, my guy at front's got a sword, but the guy behind them uh, has a bow and arrow. And so they can shoot and hit swords. And it's a great, fun little game. Um, it surprised me because compare it to the other games, you had the Max Paynes and the Tomb Raiders that I've also enjoyed. You know, you go the opposite end at Ape Out and Swag and Sorcery and just great, fun yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm loving it, and I, I really like hearing what that these are coming out on. I, so I can't speak for Swag and Sorcery, but like Ape Out on the Switch, I love that that device is doing mm-hmm. this. 
Um, oh, the the uh, the number like the number of indie games that are coming to the Switch is it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I can't keep up with it at, at the moment. Like every time you go into the store, there's a whole bunch of new indie games that are gone on there. <laughs> some of some of which are like I, I'm just looking at the moment in the current offers and like stuff from years ago. Like Bastion um, yes. is in there at the moment for a fiver, and it's like. Bastion on the Switch seems like a perfect fit. Like SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Heists, Shovel Knight. Uh, well, Shovel Knight's on everything. Um, so I'm just This is just looking at the stuff that's on sale at the moment. Don't Starve, Oxen Free, Night in the Woods. Um, uh, Owl, is it Owl Boy? I can't quite read that. I haven't got my glasses on. Um, I, think it's, I think it's called Owl Boy. Um, yes. Darkest Dungeon's in there at the moment. And... Um, Inside, Windjammers, like there's just so many. Um, it's my, I, I know it's not as cheap to buy them on uh, Switch as it would be on PC. And when they usually, when they when they first get ported onto Switch, they're quite expensive, especially compared to the other consoles. But it's just the perfect platform for for those sort of games. Like if you stick in a decent sized uh, micro SD card into your Switch, you can load up with hundreds of the bloody things and and have them available in, like handheld whenever you want. No, I mean I hope they treat it the same as they did the 2D and 3D well the 3DS where mm-hmm. you know okay backwards compatibility can be an issue if they bring out a new console, but if they can keep this console running for generations, you don't need backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And that, but that's pretty much why I'm predominantly a PC gamer. Uh, the console was for convenience, but I don't find a PC that inconvenient for me. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. plug a controller and sit back on my sofa and play, or I can sit at my desk with a keyboard and mouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I enjoy that things like good old games, you know, allow you to download your copy of the game, and you can put it on your laptop, take it on holiday. You don't need Wi-Fi. Um, but the mm-hmm. Switch, it seems to have all that kind of understood. It does have the console text, but I think it seems a fair trade. Whereas I look at the other two boxes and think, that's pricing me out. Yeah, and Nintendo seem doing a decent job of putting games on offer um, on a regular basis. Like you, anytime you log into the, the Switch store and just look at the current offers, it's just page after page after page of games. Like some of them I've never even heard of. Like I picked up. Um, that game, uh, The Way Remastered. I still haven't got around to playing it yet. It kind of it looks a lot like Flashback and um, Another World, and I love okay. those games. So, yeah. um, but it was uh, I think it's like twenty quid usually, and it was down to eighty nine pence. Wow! So nice. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, and with the the points I got, I knocked another ten p off that, so I only paid seventy nine p for it. Um, worth a, worth a, worth a yeah. And there's just as I'm just looking at the re- what's recently been added on here. Um, so the Castlevania um, anniversary collection, which has got Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, Super Castlevania 4, Castlevania the Adventure, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania Bloodlines. Kid Dracula, never released in English before, and History of Castlevania, Book of the Crescent Moon, all for £15. That's really big. Like, awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of Castlevania on there for not a lot of money. Um, yeah. Like, it's it's uh, I mean, a lot of games that are getting ported onto there at the moment, like 
the remaster of Assassin's Creed 3 and they've put on like Hellblades uh, has been brought over to Switch and stuff like that, which is going to kind of like Mortal Kombat 11's on there as well. And that stuff is going to struggle on that system yeah. um, because it's not, it does not, it doesn't have the muscle really for that sort of game. Uh, but for, for the, for Nintendo games and for indie games, it's yeah, it's incredible. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's uh, I I like the games on Nintendo. I can't justify myself the cost of the console, and this is absurd mm. considering the graphics card I've got. But I look at the benefits I get with the PC, and I, it's just mm-hmm. not for me. Um, the yeah. Xbox got me through being a, a dad of a, with a baby, and you could just baby in one arm, cons- controller around them, and two in the morning. Yeah, I was playing Gears of War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you know, and I went with the Xbox One when that came out. Uh, actually, going back, because Tomb Raider, um, it looked gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I wanted to play that, and it ran really well on the Xbox One. Um, but it's other than the the get not the Game Pass X, games for gold. Um, mm-hmm. That's the only reason I still got it, just to try all those games that keep coming out on games of gold. And um, I certainly can't justify the other console. And no. <laughs> But no, but... no, I mean, I, 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 I do because uh, I do the console share with my other half, so we just split the cost. Or we, we kind of take it in turns to just buy games digitally, and then we both have access to them. Uh, and most of the people that I play multiplayer games with are all on PS4, so kind of got to play it on PS4. So. <laughs> um, and the Xbox is just pretty much now, I can't remember the last time I I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey might be the last game I bought for the Xbox. And I haven't got any plans to buy anything anytime soon. It's just Game Pass games. I I, I bought a year's worth of Game Pass when it was on a ridiculous offer on there. Uh, 40 quid, wasn't oh, it? Oh, so it was... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, 40, 40 quid for a year yeah. a Game Pass um, on CD keys. Yep, oh, yes. that's where I got it from. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got that for a year, and like they just keep adding stuff, and I keep downloading it, and I, like I can't get through it fast enough. I'm lucky I don't have but, decent yeah. enough broadband to make advantage of that. It's, uh, <laughs> like, Ten megabit is the maximum I get here, and it's painful. If I start, if Steam starts up and starts downloading patches, we can't watch Netflix, mm-hmm. and then I get yeah. shouted at. So <laughs> uh, maybe when I've got fiber, I'll look at Game Pass mm. and the, the console again, but. Uh, for now, but I am entirely digital. Funny enough, you know the, the mm. talk about the next console not having a drive, a disc drive, and you look at the Switch and go, yeah, and <laughs> and my PC does not have a CD drive. I actually had to look no. to see because I couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, no, it, I don't. I'm completely digital, um, and I'm. Well, my preference on Switch is still, if possible, to get physical. Yeah. Um, because then when I finish playing a game, I can lend it to my other half and then she can play it and vice mm. versa. But the cost is quite uh, prohibitive of Switch, isn't it? The games never seem to come down much anyway. Uh, well, Nintendo games don't, yeah. no. But Ninten- Nintendo games have always held their their value for years after they've come out, even when you move on to the next like generation. Like if you go and look for... Used Wii U games in in um, CEX, they're still really expensive because well, Nintendo games just hold their value because they don't really make bad ones ever. 
Not that I, I can't remember the last bad one they made, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, but the, the indie games, you get the other problem is just that it's it's almost impossible to get physical versions of them, um, and not just indie games as well. Like I really want to get uh, the Phoenix Wright trilogy on Switch physically, uh, and they have they've they. They, there's a physical release in Japan, but not in Europe or America. So if I want the physical version, I'll have to get it from uh, get the Japanese version from Play Asia, and then I've got to like pay, and it's not much as like twenty five quid, but then I've got to pay tax on top of that, and then get it shipped over from from Japan, and it's just a bit of a hassle. But, um, yeah, is that what you've been playing, Doug? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a break. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been quite a. a, a you know, despite all the Overwatch, I still play the two or three hours a night, but I get mm-hmm. take an hour or two with the other games. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been good fun. But uh, thanks for letting me chat good. about them. It's uh... that's good. No race. I'll. I haven't got too much to talk about because uh, I think I've bored people to death with Assassin's Creed talk over the past few episodes. Uh, but as Codec Moments decided to do a special momentum this month with bonus points of playing Assassin's Creed games, I decided to bash through a few of them. Um, I played Assassin's Creed 2 uh, on uh, backwards compatible on Xbox One. I played it originally on PC back when it came out, like 10 years ago. Um, th- if you'd asked me before, uh, well, my answer, whenever anyone asks me what's my favorite Assassin's Creed game, it's always yep. Black Flag. But if you'd asked me before I played Assassin's Creed 2 again recently, what is my second favorite Assassin's Creed game, I would have said Assassin's Creed 2. Um, now I, having gone back to it, I think that not only is it not my favorite, not, <laughs> not anywhere near supposed to be my favorite Assassin's Creed game, I don't think it's a good game. <laughs> like, at all. Uh, I haven't been that frustrated with the game in a long, long time. I'd completely forgotten. Like, the setting of uh, Renaissance, Florence, and Venice, and uh, a couple of other places you go to, is fantastic. I still think Ezio is one of the best protagonists that series has had. The story is really good. Um, All of that stuff is great. Just walking through the streets of Venice and Florence is great. The gameplay itself is has not aged well at all. Like it's it's the worst example of like the stupid feet problem that you've that Assassin's Creed games had for ages, where your character just does stuff that you did not want them to do. You're trying to run down the street and they decide to just yeah, dart off at ninety degrees and climb up a lamppost, which means that you you lose you, you're you know when you're in a foot chase you lose the person you're you're chasing after and you have to start the mission again. Um, the platforming is awful. Um, the combat is was, at that point was incredibly primitive and very very boring. And there are some uh, stuff that you like take for granted now. Uh, in that series, stealth mechanics that you take for granted now that just weren't in Assassin's Creed 2. Like, you can't yes. crouch or hide <laughs> in bushes or or hide or, you know, um, hug a wall or anything like that. Your options were, you know, hire uh, this group of courtiers or uh, and hide in the middle of them or sit on a bench or just stay up on the roofs and hope they didn't see you. And there's uh, because the, the the version that I was playing has um, the DLC stuff, 
um, one of which uh, involves you having to take out like nine of these enemies in this area, um, and each one of them, basically, it's like the the developers listened to all of the criticisms, all of the things that the people didn't like about Assassin's Creed 2, and then decided to make you do all of those things uh, in a row with really punishing fail states. So, like... Here's a character standing in the middle of a group of guards. You have to kill them without being spotted. If you get <laughs> spotted, game over, and you have to start that sequence again. Um, and there's nowhere to hide, and your character's an idiot and jumps off into the middle of a group of of, of enemies or falls to their death. And uh, or there's there's bits with like the the awful like tailing missions where you have to. Uh, follow uh, follow a person, but they keep on stopping, looking behind. So you can't follow them on street level. So you go up onto the roof, and the roof's crawling with arches. And I could go on about this for bloody ages. Like, and then there's there's sections where like you're you're doing the hidden tombs to try and get like the 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 um special the armor of Altair, and like you pull a lever, and then you have a certain amount of time to reach a certain point, but you keep failing because because the the the, the controls are so bad. Like honestly, I was <laughs> tweeting out like ranting about this because I was my it was boiling my piss at the time. They're like the hardest enemy in Assassin's Creed Two is the is the controls, like by a long way. Like I hate wrestling with the controls in a game. Yeah. Uh, it just makes it not fun. And ten years ago, uh, it did. We didn't know better because, you know, it, this was kind of still new. Um, this was only the second game in the series, rather than being the fiftieth or however many we're on now. Uh, and so I was more willing to forgive it. Plus, I was younger and more naive. Um, Plus, it did, now did solve have, a lot of the problems with wood. I this yeah. the thing is I can't remember uh, I, and I, no. I I I thought for a while like, oh maybe I'll go back and play Assassin's Creed one now but after no. playing two I don't dare <laughs> because I think I'll just hate it um, and then I I heard that the remaster that they did the Ezio collection like it makes the game look slightly prettier but they did nothing to fix the controls. And so I'd gone from being like kind of interested, at, you know, if it reached the right point to pick up the Exo collection, to be having absolutely no interest at all. Like, I never want to play Assassin's Creed Two again. I think again. what would make it better though would, would um, be tower defense. I don't want to play. If you put some tower. <laughs> <laughs> don't, that was when I sat. I, I remember not liking that at the time. Yeah, um, and it's a shame because. Apart from that tower defense stuff, Revelations was uh, no, no Brotherhood. Sorry, was yeah. was really really good, and Revelations was great as well. And you got to go off to Constantinople, and it was you know an interesting new setting they hadn't had before or since in the game. Um, but no, I just I can't I can't. Um, so then, following that, I decided to play uh, Unity. Um, <laughs> Because they gave Unity away on um, Xbox One back in the end of 2017, uh, which is when I first got my Xbox One. Um, got it. I spent Christmas money and bought an Xbox One X, and uh, they were giving it away free. And I downloaded it, and then I think I played the first hour and then got distracted by other things and never went back to it. So went back and played all the way through that. 
um after after coming off assassin's creed 2 that was a breath of fresh air (laughs) um (laughs) i didn't come across any of the issues that people had when it came came out like the awful bugs or anything like that it's been patched hasn't it it's It's been patched patched to death yeah Yeah, like it's it's none of that none of those problems still exist um i i quite like the character of of uh, arno like he's one of the better assassin's creed protagonists that there's been uh and i liked his his relationship with his like childhood sweetheart elise um and it's kind of a yeah kind of a touching personal story um and i well no that's the extent of the things i liked to be honest um well no i really liked the setting as well but uh, I was I got really excited the first time I rolled into one of the assassination missions and it's like and Arno's up on a you know perch somewhere looking out and you and then like the camera pans around and it says like here's your target here's an opportunity here here's like a secret entrance you can you can investigate all these different ways that you could find your way in to um, assassinate your target and I was thinking oh my god this is this is gonna be like Hitman in Assassin's Creed this is this is gonna be incredible. Um, but then I discovered that all of the guards in that game have superhuman sight yeah. and can spot you instant, the instant you step out of cover or step out of a crowd. And then every guard uh, in a 50-mile radius, plus the ones who aren't even on shift, will all know exactly where you are and come running for you and gun you down immediately. Yeah. Uh, and I found that incredibly frustrating. Uh, and I also thought that the the like, you've set a game in what is one of the most fascinating uh, periods of history ever. Like the stuff that that went on leading up, immediately leading up to, and following on from like the you know, the French Revolution was some crazy stuff happened. Like I uh, the weird like um, stuff like. After the, the revolution, they got rid of traditional calendars because they didn't like the idea of um, anything to do with the old world, like when the, before the revolution. So they got rid of calendars, and everything was uh, weeks were ten days long, and years were ten months long, and they decimalized everything, and like all this crazy stuff that was going on, like the 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 purges, the committee for public safety, or whatever it was called. Um, the the, the the executions in this in the, uh, being so frequent that they're like they said that like people were like ankle deep in blood in the streets of Paris and and like so much crazy stuff that happened and the game touches on almost none of it absolutely like, almost none of it at all you meet Robespierre once and you bump into a young Napoleon Bonaparte yeah and that's it that's all it touches on oh and very early in the game, you break out of uh, the Bastille. Like there's the storming of the Bastille, and you, and you break out, and that's it. And they even got that wrong. Um, when the when the French people, uh, when the revolutionaries stormed the Bastille, there were there were eight people in there. There were only eight prisoners. They didn't break in to free the prisoners. They broke in to steal weapons. Um, so I, I don't know, it's just a complete waste of a, of a setting. Uh, and I, that was genuinely. For me. Sorry. Did you just ruin Les Mis for me? I don't know. I've never seen Les Mis. <laughs> uh, yeah, but on the streets when you run past, you just see some people shouting. And there's nothing really that captures a feeling of Paris or a city in turmoil. 
does it? No, there, there's a gen, there's a there's a general sort of vibe, like the street. There's there's a lot of fighting in the streets, and like you'll you'll rock up to what was previously some aristocrat's mansion, and it's just full of like drunkens and prostitutes and like. Um, you know the rough people of of Paris have invaded and taken over this. Basically, what happens to Gotham in uh, in the third uh, Batman film? Uh, but it I think doesn't. That was its USP, wasn't it? The fact that it had this crowd system. Yeah, and the crowd system is so really interesting, and it only ever uses it to its advantage in one of the assassination missions. It's just yeah. the game is just full of wasted opportunity, which is a real shame. Um, it's more a platform. I think it, it, to, when you see how the subsequent games built on the engine, but added the history. Well, no, the, the, the only other, they only built one more game on that on that engine, and then completely scrapped it and started, and then r- r- basically rebooted Assassin's Creed from the ground up and turned it into The Witcher uh, with yes. Odyssey. Like the only the only uh, game they made after Syndicate. this was was Syndicate, which is good. Um, which is really Syndicate's good. really good. That's the one I'm playing through at the moment, and like Syndicate's really good. Like they fixed kind of all of the problems that I had with like. Um, the stealth mechanics, like in, in Unity, you can't hide in bushes. <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, yeah, they they, uh, they they fixed almost all of the problems with Unity that I had in um, in Syndicate, and they you know involved more historical characters and stuff. And that's kind of like as a as a fan of history, I like having that stuff in there. It you know it's it's kind of dumb fan service for someone like me but I, I i like that and i was missing that in unity but syndicate's got syndicate's a, a genuinely good assassin's creed game the last it was it was the last hurrah of that old style before they finally got rid of almost everything about it and rebuilt the game from the ground up with with uh, origins um but before between unity and uh, starting on syndicate i played um uh, what did I play, Andy? What was it? What did I play? Uh, Freedom Cry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Assassin's Creed Four, oh, Black Flag, Colon, Freedom Cry. It's like the standalone DLC for Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, which is the best Assassin's Creed game ever. Which one? Will... Freedom Cry. Freedom Cry is the best. No, 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 no. no Black no, Flag. No, no, Freedom Cry is. No. Yes. Freedom. Uh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid not. Um. I really, it's good. It's good. I, I, I just don't like it as much, anywhere near as much as as Black Flag because it, it concentrates on the stuff that Assassin's Creed at that point was still doing really badly, which is mm. like the actual on on land, um, stealth stuff, um, and you don't actually get to spend that much time doing what was fun about Black Flag, like out on a ship being a pirate, you know sinking other ships and and whatnot there's a little bit of that but most of the time you spend in um uh oh god what's the capital of of uh haiti port-au-prince port-au-prince yeah that's it that's you, you spend pretty much all your time in port-au-prince um doing various you know assassination missions and tailing missions and all the stuff that i didn't like about assassin's creed it makes you do a lot of that stuff um 
but it's also kind of cool. Like you play Adewale, who was the he, he was the the first mate of the protagonist in Assassin's Creed Four for a while before he goes off, and then this is picking up and showing you what he did once he goes off. And you're basically going around killing white slavers and freeing yep. slaves, which is excellent. Like I really enjoyed that aspect <laughs> of it. Um, but uh, and Adewale is a great character, and the, the story was short but engaging. It's just it, it kind of doubles down on the stuff that I didn't like, like um, climbing and and platforming and tailing missions and things like that uh, mm. that I I really didn't like in that game, uh, and doesn't let you or doesn't doesn't uh it doesn't have really any missions that involving apart from one or two actually being out on your ship and engaging in the naval combat which is what the stuff that the game did so well yeah I, so i do think it's an ideal one for a lapsed game because it's short it yeah it's you want a taste of assassin's it's short. creed you get a good taste of the early assassin's creeds in particular for that game yeah um it's just well, I'd say yeah, give it a go. If you enjoy it, then play Black Flag, and then you realise that it's so much better. Um, it's just the, the, it's the only thing is the story in Black Flag is kind of you know, yeah, not nowhere near as impactful as you know, um, black black assassin goes and frees slaves from the you know French slavers. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Like um, the only the only one I've, I've I haven't had uh, out of these four that I've been playing through that I haven't had any issues with really so far is Syndicate. Um, really enjoyed that game. Really enjoyed the setting as well. Like I don't, don't really know much about Victorian yeah. London, um, but it's a, it's an interesting setting. It's it's the most modern setting that an Assassin's Creed game has had yet. Um, yeah, it's good. So you'll have the Jack the Ripper DLC. That's not too bad. Yeah, I've got that. Um, I've got it installed. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't reached that point yet, but I'll, I'll get to that at yeah. some point. Um, looking forward to that. But yeah, Syndicate's really good. Um, so aside from Assassin's Creed um, marathons, the only other stuff I've really been playing is um, uh, me and and Connor at VDJOMB. A uh, friend of the show started a new YouTube series where um, every other Friday uh, he's going to stream out us having a go at a fighting game. And I just took the footage and edited it down to, to like half an hour and then put it up on our YouTube channel um, called Fortnightly Fisticuffs. So because I've been, I've talked on this podcast many, many times about my appreciation for fighting games and the people who play them and the people who play those games well. And it's something I've always wanted to get into, and I, and I've tried, and I've got like five or six fighting games installed on my PS4 at the moment, and I've got you know a, a proper arcade fight stick with sandworm parts and everything. I've, in fact, I've got two bloody arcade uh, fight sticks because I like collecting peripherals for some reason. But I've never, I've never been very good at it. I've never had the discipline to sit there and learn how to play these games properly um but fighting games are really weird uh in in like in comparison to other video games like other video games will force you to learn the mechanics of that game uh and then the only barrier to it is like how skillful you are you know 
um like a or how well you can well depending on the sort of game like strategy game it's like how how good you are at you know strategy uh how clever you are first person shooters is down to just you know your your uh reaction speed or anything like that with fighting games it's like you've got that you've got the reaction speeds and the needing to be able to outwit your opponent aspect but then it's also with a lot of fighting games like the traditional capcom style ones like street fighter uh you have the 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 fact that you have to be able to input quite complicated sequences of inputs with the stick and the buttons at the right in the right timing to be able to string together these combos to be able to actually pull off the attacks that you need to be able to compete um if you follow me yeah, yeah. at all that's exactly why i can't play them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's the only sort of game i can think of that's like that where it's like the barrier to being to being able to play a fighting game online isn't your um isn't so much your skill because there's like uh unless you are the bottom of the bottom there's always going to be people out there who are worse at it than you are uh you know being able to figure out when to use what attack when and and um when to block when to jump when not to but it's the it's the the barrier that i've always struggled with is being able to input these commands like in in, in with the right timing in the right sequence um and it's just learning to do that and so after this the, the stream uh on uh the other friday where we played uh tekken 7 for about three hours or so and wow. a really good time like really enjoyed that game tekken's one of the more um forgiving fighting games in terms of like you your your timing on uh the inputs to be able to, to pull off moves is, is a little bit more generous like that's why you can to a certain extent get by with just button bashing in in tekken like not that i was doing that i was like trying to actually pull off moves and stuff so but anyway i had a really good time playing that but since then i've gone back to playing uh street fighter 5 and just because i picked up so many bad habits uh over the years i've just decided to go back to the very beginning go into the the the, the training room against a you know a dummy character and just sit there and like practice inputting um dragon punches and tatsus and uh hadoukens and whatnot like over and over and over again until i can pull those off 10 out of 10 times out of 10 um how's that going that was going fine and then it's like and then it's just a case of like um doing simple combos so that i can pull off a simple like the inputs to do a simple combo 10 times out of 10 and then stringing that into a slightly longer combo and then doing that over and over again it basically that's what i'm going to do is just sit there stick a podcast on or something like that and just do this stuff over and over and over again until it becomes muscle memory uh and then start like basically i've gone back to learning the very the very the fundamentals of fighting games again because i've i've sort of learned bits and pieces here and i've never actually properly sat down and tried to learn it how to play it properly uh and that's what's held me back and that's what's caused me to be absolutely abysmal whenever i've tried to play online but like there's this like a local fighting game community that i discovered that's like 20 minutes down the road from me um they have regular meetings i'd like to be able to get to the point where i can like you know once a month or whatever 
grab my fight stick and go to one of those meetings and be able to at least compete sometimes um <laughs> uh, be able to hold my own um so uh, it's going to be a long journey um but um i'm determined to actually give this a proper go and learn how to be passable at fighting games so i spent a lot of time doing that and, and then the only thing only other thing i've actually been playing is um uh, I was listening to the latest Giant Bombcast, and uh, one of the guys on there was talking about. Have you ever played a? Have you ever played a Picross game? No. no. Um, Picross games are like these simple little puzzle games. You get like a five by five, ten by ten, or fifteen by fifteen grid. Oh yes. And down the side and along the top, you'll have like the sequence of you know what I mean, like the sequence of numbers, and then like you have to work out how many of the squares to fill in and where. And then when you get the puzzle right, it reveals a picture. Maths puzzles, love them. Yes. So Konami have put one out called um, Konami Pixel Puzzle. Uh, it's on iOS. I'm going to assume it's on Android as well. It's completely free. Like, there's no in-game... Trans- like, you, if, uh, if a game has microtransactions or something like that and you load it up on the iOS store, it says contains in-game purchases. It doesn't. It has adverts for Konami's other mobile games, which I'm sure are full of trash microtransactions but this game is completely free uh and it's just this endless uh picross puzzle game based on classic konami games so each one the picture that'll be will be an image from a classic konami game gotta admit most of them i've never heard of but and then but each level's like uh got really nice chiptune renditions of whatever music was from that game as well um, it's just a really good little Picross game, and like I'd never really gotten into one of these before. My other half played them on the 3DS for years, but I never really got into a Picross game before, and I'm I'm hooked. It's like crack cocaine. I can't stop. Yeah, I, I'd heard of them as nonograms. It's really good. And, uh, I, I have a Samsung Note 8 uh, phone, uh, mm. so I don't need a tablet, and I, with the S Pen, it's perfect. So I can. I play the nonogram yeah. games. I, I can see why they don't charge because there is a million freeware versions, probably of more dubious. Mm. Uh, not, I wouldn't trust them. <laughs> but yeah, no, it sounds fantastic, especially l- hooking it into their brand and being able to see their logos and game characters. Sounds really good fun. Yeah, and it's Konami. Yeah, yeah. Like, Konami love yeah. money. Yeah, I so thought, I thought you were a f- Konami. You were always. No, I still am. Still. Uh, but like, but I'm I'm not giving them any money for this, uh, and I'm not going to download any of their other games. I'm not going to download the mobile f- phone version of Pro Evolution Soccer <laughs> that they keep on advertising for. You'd have to piss Fortnite first, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> I have Fortnite on my phone. I have got a horrendous number of games on my phone, though. <laughs> Anyway, let's let's draw this shambles to a close because uh, I've got to go off and tweet more pictures of Dave Mustang's face at Doug. Um, <laughs> that episode is brilliant. What I, what I tweeted about earlier this week about how I've got a theory that the Daenerys Targaryen is the Dave Mustaine of A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, I wasn't joking. I really do have a theory around that. I've not- <laughs> I'll wait until the last episode's out before I start tweeting it out, though. Anyway... 
Uh, yeah, that's enough nonsense for, for this week. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. If not before then, we're going to do a, a, a an episode on Castlevania, the first season of, of Netflix's animated adaptation of Castlevania, aren't we, Andy? Yes, we are. So we'll have that one recorded soon and, and put up there. And then um, to break away from doing video games completely or video game-related stuff completely for, for one episode, uh, we may we'll be doing a uh, uh, an episode just for Doug where we break down our feelings on Game of Thrones as a whole once this season the dust has settled on this season <laughs> um, it's kind of tangentially attached to video games because there have been some Game of Thrones video yeah. games I played one of them, it was alright yeah I played one um, yeah. I own the other, I own the cyanide one that's what uh, that was supposed to be pr- pretty. Uh, <laughs> ish, um, uh, the uh, what's the card game? You know, the swipe left and right card game. Oh, I don't know. On phones. Oh, oh yes. Uh, um, R- Reigns. Reigns. Um, it's called just called Reigns. Yeah, they made a Game of Thrones oh, one yes. of that, and I really want to play it. Yeah. Um, so and that's supposed to be really good. So hey, there's at least one really good apparently Game of Thrones game. So it's loosely attached to video games. Anyway, I'm chatting shit again. Let's wrap this up. Um, Doug, thanks very much for joining. Where can where can people find you oh, on the I'm internet? On Twitter. Uh, ask my wife. Yeah, I'm at Salto UK on Twitter, and that links to anything else you want to find me on. And you can be found uh, most evenings on Overwatch. Yeah, I presume. I'm Rhodes on. Mm. Uh, R-R-H-O-A-D-S on uh, Blizzard for playing Overwatch and that's pretty much where you find me mostly. Because you're a massive Randy Rhodes fan, I presume. Absolutely. It's, it's nice getting that occasional nod uh, from, yeah. from the, the cool guys <laughs> who know who that is. Yeah. I feel yeah, a bit rude trampling on his legacy. <laughs> Being salty in Overwatch. I'm sure... I'm sure he's trampled on it plenty. Quickly, who's your who's your main at the moment in Overwatch? Oh, I've been learning Zarya. I, I can't say I'm main. Um, I'm generally support, but um, Zarya, mm-hmm. if, if you can get someone who knows how to heal you, oh, what fun. Just burning yeah. people. And you yeah. know, the, the Overwatch League, <laughs> watching Sinatra, what a... Oh, watching someone who's so good at a character I hated, like Widowmaker, absolutely mm-hmm. nailed the game as Zarya. What a, that was great to yeah. watch um so yeah a, a tank or support generally or i'll go and educate people with symmetra that that upsets yeah. people um i'm i pretty much exclusively play tank or support nice Are you enjoying yeah, cause baptiste because we're, we're good people uh i haven't really played much with him to be honest i haven't played that much overwatch recently and uh, most of my first person shooter time has been spent on um apex legends oh yes um, yeah, that and Anthem. But, uh, even that, I haven't played in a while. Um, oh, God, Anthem. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't that. start that one. <sighs> I should get back into that and see what it's like now. I, f- I kind of fell off after I'd played, after I'd like hit the end game and, and you know, grinded for a, uh, a couple of weeks. Leave then it. Let it rot. Um, Wait for version two. Hey, I, no, it's oh, good. It's good. On, but there's man. so many other games that would give you far more joy. Yeah, got to finish the next bloody Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> no, don't. Thanks, Codec Moment, guys. Can we? Can you pick for your next? If you're, if any of you are listening, for your next bonus points month, can you pick a series of games that are shorter, please, and less frustrating? Desert golf. 
Yeah, Des- no, not Desikofu. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Still be rubbing his hands. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's the end of it. That's enough for this nonsense. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Go and check the YouTube channel. Find us on Twitter at LapsGamer. You can email us lapsgamerradio at gmail.com and you can find our written words over at lapsgamer.com. Uh, bye. So long. Nobody wants to find us on Twitter. No. Anyway. Personally. It's all those D- Dave Mustaine images you keep showing. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person that gets that, though. <laughs>